0: Hi, you're listening to friarside chats and I'm your host emma miller here with my great friend and boss father Mike
1: yes indeed queenie we are back back and better than ever it's good to uh it's good to be back on uh, on the golden uh, uh, hear the golden dulcet tones of your voice on this uh, on this uh, on this podcast fireside chats we uh, it's been we've had a little hiatus uh, mm-hmm. covid has uh, crimped our uh, our style a little bit, but, um, now we are back and better than ever.
0: Back in the saddle. That's right.
1: We're making it happen. Keeping it, it real. It That's right. Good to see you.
0: <laughs> good to see you too. It's not as if we didn't have a previous meeting or two on our calendar today, That's but <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but not in this my. fryer side chat mode. And so, no,
1: and, and here we are, you know, in a new year and, mm-hmm. um, very fired up about um, all the good things God's going to do in our lives, and um, you know, appreciating not only what God has done, you know, or is going to do in our lives, but maybe more importantly, what God has already done in
0: our lives,
1: huh? That is
0: beautiful. That's huh? beautiful. I love it.
1: King of the Segway. That's, uh, that's what they call me.
0: That, I you know. I think that's a very appropriate nickname. Mm, Your mm-hmm. Father Mike is always encouraging me to get better at my segues. and I'm just—I I need more practice. Clearly, but I don't know how you practice segways, but you are the king of segways. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: beautiful. Speaking of, which.
1: <laughs> Speaking
0: of which, yes, today we are going to talk all about our spiritual journey and spiritual histories, aka
1: the me? the story of God doing great things in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know, whether or not we, um, we've taken stock of, yeah. uh, of that, the, the richness of that story. How about you? You think you've got a rich story to tell or are our listeners going to be, um, you know, kind of lulled into a mild coma listening to your spiritual story? <laughs>
0: um, gosh, you know, we were just talking about this as a staff the other day, um, about how important of an exercise it is on like this leadership retreat that we do that people practice telling their kind of spiritual, um, we called it like testimony, but essentially it is like your spiritual history um, in brief. And now that you're putting me here on the spot, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, it's been so long since I've had to do this.
1: Although I would hope that uh, in many respects, uh, a lot of that, a lot of our story is hopefully, you know on the tip of our tongue, it's not like we have to go digging uh, deeply into the recesses of our subconscious to really find where God's been at work. I don't think God's that uh, it, God doesn't work that mysteriously certainly mm-hmm. god God's ways are mysterious mm-hmm. but god's God's pretty out there, you know yeah. Do- doesn't mind being known and seen. It's just we tend too much to um, find ourselves. Um, I I would say maybe not acknowledging his work, you know, Mm -hmm. or, or calling it something else. And that's Mm -hmm. where, that's where we got to get better.
0: Yeah. I, I think, um, I know for me, certain when I was a student and I heard people talk about like, you know, I can't think of like spiritual history or spiritual journey without thinking of like people talk about moments of conversion And, um, I always thought that, well, I haven't had an experience like that, like some big moment where I was like, Oh, convicted. Yes. Um, and so I thought like maybe I haven't had that yet, but gratefully I have now learned and know and been able to look back and see that it's actually many small moments or maybe it was a big moment, but I didn't recognize it at the time of like many conversion points all along the way.
1: Um, right. and, and I, I also think that you know we tend to to too strictly define god's grace at work in our lives as needing to be this metanoia moment this conversion moment where i was going down run, one road and then i saw the error of my ways and i turned yeah. around and i'm walking another road I, I i think that's part of it i think that's some of the way in which god works in our lives but I think so much more of it, as you point out, well, it's, you know, it's some of these small steps, small mm-hmm. things, but that are graces and blessings that are the goodness of life that, uh, and even sometimes, you know, the not so goodness of life that mm-hmm. uh, impacts us in a way that we wouldn't have ever scripted for ourselves. However, it allows us uh, to be more open to the working of the Holy spirit. And so um, that's where I think um so many folks maybe get off on, on the wrong foot when they think about their spiritual history. They think it always has to start with, you know, a St. Paul event, you know, yeah. where I'm I'm knocked from my horse and
0: mm-hmm. now
1: I'm all about Jesus.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I think St. Paul had a spiritual story before that moment.
0: Yeah, that's very true. You're right. That wasn't just the start.
1: Hmm. I think, it, okay. oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I I think there's sort of uh, like two tracks here Mm -hmm. and, and one is events and the other is people, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, there's the uh, certainly the, the events of our lives that have framed uh, the, 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 our spiritual story where we've seen God at work in certain events. And then there are the people that have um, made some, who've brought God's grace to us and sometimes beautifully packaged other times, not so much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought, um, it could be interesting to talk about those kind of, to use the Bishop Barron term pivotal players. Um, yeah. but we talk about pivotal players in like the church's history, but the pivotal players in our own history, um, I know from conversation with students, it's so easy to, like, we think that all these important moments of encounter with God are going to come in like prayer or in mass or like some revelation or something. But gosh, I know from my own spiritual journey, so much of the ways I've gotten to know Jesus or been introduced to him or learned something about myself in relation to him has been through other people in my life. Um, and I think that's like for a reason we're created that way. We are relational human beings and God is meant to, and does so often work through the people in our lives. So I was wondering who, um, obviously we're going to have to note Bev here. um,
1: Bevy's uh, uh, on the, on the list as a pivotal player, but I, I do think that in some ways it's important for us to be open to the fact that it's okay to say that um, in my spiritual journey, you know it it doesn't have to always be the usual suspects, you know, my mom and dad, you know, or my sisters and brothers or you know i i I, um, I think that there are um, I think we should expand that circle and that and again, that's not to diminish who am I to diminish? you know, the great grace that, you know, my parents were, but, um, but, you know, I, I gotta tell you that my, my home, my pastor um, Mm -hmm. growing up uh, was just this phenomenal on fire with Jesus priest who, you know, everybody loved. He was the worst administrator on the planet, you know, couldn't organize a sock drawer but loved Jesus and Mm. you could tell, and and he wasn't afraid to say that. And he taught me how to pray, taught me how to pray. And when I say taught me how to pray, it's not like he taught me how to say, you know, the, the rosary or divine Mm -hmm. mercy chaplet, which is, you know, that's great um, to, you know, to learn those prayers. Rather, um, he helped me to sit with Jesus and to, um, converse with Jesus and to listen uh, for Jesus and to use the scriptures and mm-hmm. um, all at a young age, all while I was in elementary school, you know? and, and You
0: prayed with scripture in elementary school?
1: Yes, we did. Wow. Yes, we did. In particular, the Psalms,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, which is kind of, uh, I mean, I don't think I knew what the heck I was talking about, but it was, um, and I, I think it was a very it was a very simplified version of that, sure. if you know what i mean but um, but nevertheless very very moving
0: right know? it's not the same way that you pray with the scriptures nowadays, right. Right. but it was like a first step on that
1: sure mm-hmm. how
0: um, about
1: you would um, who, maybe outside your folks who would be yeah. a, a figure
0: um, you know I actually count um Two that come to mind. Uh, you probably laugh, but Rob Wan. I know he's so like jokey um, all the time, but he's friend, really friend of the
1: friend of the program. You know, he's he has been been a guest.
0: Friend of the program. Our, he has been a guest. That's true. Um, but there are a lot of memories. Um, so I was I was thinking of him and um, and then Catherine Preston, who you know used to work for the DCC for a long time um, each in like different moments. I'd say when I was in college, Rob was like, um, one among many friends who like really encouraged me in my faith, but there are a lot of memories that stand out of like him encouraging me to pause my studies in the bowels of Perkins to like go pray with him. And, um, that was, that was certainly like, a a turning habit, I guess, and like trying sure. to integrate prayer more in my like daily life. And then Catherine too, as a, um, as a very young and probably terrible professional first starting out working <laughs> for the galaxy. <Catholic> <laughs> Not probably. Why, why don't I
1: just pull, why don't I just pull uh-huh. your personnel file and we'll start, we'll do a public reading of uh, Emma yeah, Miller the early years.
0: Yeah. Oh, gosh. Let's not do that. I don't know which is more mortifying to look back on, like college, Emma, or first couple of years of them. Neither. Woman, they're both I'm just awesome. They're, and they're both important parts of my spiritual That's journey. Right. But Catherine, Catherine was just, she's a yes, I mean, she, I, and I know there are so many, like, former Duke students who, and even current Duke students who have had incredible experiences there, too. But um, she just really it was when we were getting all of the small groups kind of stuff rolling. And I, I thought it was going to be as simple as like, well, we just have to have good discussion leaders. And no, that was not how it went. And she really walked alongside me and helped me to build like a greater connection with Christ and the scriptures, just as you said, and understanding that anything we're trying to do, is not going to be fruitful unless Christ is at the center of it. And we have a relationship with him. Um, so I, yeah, those are two that I really count as like important, pivotal players in my spiritual journey.
1: Right. That's so great. And mm-hmm. what's um, a blessing for me in hearing you say that is that I know both of those people and can attest to that, you know, um, to their goodness. And, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, I've been equally, not equally, I shouldn't say, but I've also been inspired by both of them yeah. uh, in my own. Uh, spiritual journey. It's interesting to me. I, uh, um, I think how um, you know our tendency is to look um, farther back, and you know, in when we think of history, uh, but you know, our history is uh, is as young as yesterday, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And and so, is there is there a pivotal player from last week or the last month or so or something that has um has impacted your spiritual journey?
0: Oh what a good question.
1: How about if I answer um while you're yeah
0: please answer. I know well there are certainly but please. I,
1: I I often say that um my relationship with Jesus is strengthened every time I hear confessions mm. and every time I hear people wrestling with um, good and bad in their lives and wanting uh, to be want humbly wanting to be before the, before Jesus and say, I know you love me anyway and, and still help me with this. I, I just, every time that I'm uh, in, in that uh, space, I, I, I appreciate that God's giving me a grace to grow closer to his son, Jesus through this, through this person who's come for, you know, for God's grace in a different way, which is the kind of just a unique dynamic of God that, um, you know, God's grace isn't one way, you know, God's grace has every dimension. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's going in every single uh, uh, going out, in every direction, but I, there is a student that's um, that I've been meeting with online uh, recently uh, who is exploring the faith a little bit, and uh, I just I love his questions, and I love mm-hmm. that he's searching and that he's asking great questions and that um, and it it what it what it the grace it's been for me is just saying, Yeah, and I can still continue to ask um, myself some of those questions, and that I'm in a place now. And this—I don't want this to sound wrong. Like, oh, I have all the answers. I obviously I don't, but that—that I find I'm in a place in my life where the answers or responses that are born out of—I think—the truth of the gospel and the truth of faith and the truth of jesus are maybe a little more uh quickly on my tongue than maybe they have been in the past i I guess that's a function of age or maybe it was i was too much of a doofus before you know but um but you know my interactions with that student have uh, have been moments of, of grace for me as well as many others but those are just a couple mm. more recent. How about you? Did, did uh, hopefully you weren't paying attention to me and you were trying to think of your home.
0: <laughs> no, I was. I was paying attention to you, and I, I didn't really come up with a um, a particular person. I think my sphere of interactions has been so limited <laughs> for yeah. the past, right. uh, even it, even more so, I'd say, the past couple of weeks, just because being on break and all this kind of stuff. But I, I'd say it was more the situation and the group of people and hearing multiple people share, but being part of um, the Duke and Altum leadership retreat over the past, we had a day in January and a day in December where some students gathered, um, we would have normally done this in person as sort of a training for um, small group, future small group leaders or future student directors, whatever it might be, and Um, Just each time that we gathered in a small group after like a talk or something for people to share or when a student shared their testimony in like a large group, it was, um, and I've been on this like retreat, I don't know how many years now and many times and you would think like it's the same stuff over and over but
1: It's not it's not,
0: Come on, it's, it's not. not. Yeah. And hearing one person's like slightly unique take or experience of something and the way that they articulate it, or just being reminded again of some truth or reality of who that is from someone else's lips. Gosh, I like what a blessing it is. And so I, oh, I forget who I was talking to the other day, but, um, oh, someone my age, um, who was invited to a small group of like much older men, like, you know, Mm -hmm. fifties and sixties. And he's like, I think they just like want me in the group. So they know like what their kids are thinking. And I (laughs) "I don't don't think that's the case. I think it's really that like, I know how often I'm in a group with first year college students and someone will say something that will just like really speak to my heart in the way that I needed to hear. And I'm like, gosh, how did this first year gets it? Uh, gets this piece like so much more than I do in this moment like what a gift that is and so I am um, it's not always like some older mentor kind of person or you know like you shared too um, so yeah that's definitely one of the blessings of this of this job too I would say but I'm sure, sure everyone has moments like that but you have to like keep your eyes open for it um,
1: so if, if if we've explored you know some of the pivotal you know players Mm -hmm. have have there been what are the pivotal events Mm -hmm. you know that um that in your spiritual journey you think have made made a big difference
0: gosh I always personally always think of certain times of hardship in Mm -hmm. my in my life that like Mm -hmm. difficulties with family and high school and then again in college um, really luckily I was able to lean on Jesus. I think there were some people who nudged me that way early on and then certainly in college who directed me in that way and um, I, I think those I think moments of hardship are really an opportunity to lean into that relationship and really say even though I have no idea, what is going to happen or how this can even get better. I can't see a way for this to get better. you Be like, Jesus, I trust in you. And lo and behold, it does get yeah. better in a way that you would never have envisioned. Um, so I would say, without getting into the great detailed moments of like personal hardship, how about for you? Well, you know, I,
1: I, I think that I, I guess where I, I, by some of the question, I, maybe where I wanted to go is, yeah. man, we've all got, uh, you know, a laundry list of, um, of hardship, you know, mm-hmm. of dis- disappointment or hurt or sin or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And what, what strikes me is that now in my 11th year of listening to student um, talks on retreats and, and, and the like, that um, I think I need to go on a crusade to, to say stop telling me your your sad story start mm-hmm. telling me your your good news good now news. granted mm-hmm. granted you know the the good news is that the sad story isn't the end mm-hmm. that even fr- even in the sad story you know the Holy spirit can raise that up to a level of glory that would have been, as you were just describing, you know, unimaginable. However, I I just don't think we we focus enough attention on the um, the beautiful moments. I, I you know just simple things that um, I I remember the day and the moment. My, my first, my sister, Judy, she was the first of my sisters to get, uh, to get pregnant. And mm. I remember where I was when she called me and she told me and, and we both were crying on the phone with each other in a beautiful moment, yeah. you know, like yeah. I, I, so I look at something like that as just a kiss of the spirit,
0: mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm.
1: or, um, just the the joy of being loved,
0: mm-hmm.
1: of knowing that I was loved, you know. Uh, and I, you know, I could think of you know particular people uh, that yeah. uh, I've known that I, that I was loved, um, or uh, you know, circumstances of, of 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 wonder and beauty. I mean, I, mm. I am always transfixed by the sea you know, by an ocean or a lake, you know, that, um, to stand at the shore and look mm-hmm. out and there's something that's just, uh, for me, it's God tapping me on the, sh- on the shoulder saying, you know, I did all that. And, and there's something eternal about it that, um, that, uh, grounds me in something bigger and greater than myself. So, and on and on, I, you know, I, I, could, I could keep going in some of those sort of generic ways where, where every day, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, to me, um, kneeling before the Blessed Sacrament. There's something mm-hmm. really um, just comfortable, at peace in that moment for me. Singing, singing, I mean, just, ah. Uh, uh, and and listening to to you know great music, mm-hmm. am, am I droning on? I mean i i just I just think those, you know, and I can go back to specific points in my life where those were just they made the difference. Those those kinds uh-huh. of moments really were really trans, uh, truly transfigurational,
0: mm-hmm. you know, in, in
1: the biblical sense of that. Hmm.
0: Yeah, it even makes me think of. Beyond people, events, there are there are like spaces also that I associate with like important parts of spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. Um, Or like, like when you mentioned, uh, you know, genuflecting before the tabernacle, it made me think of um, certain places with the blessed sacrament, certain places out in nature, um, certain places of just like great comfort where I feel very Mm -hmm. like safe and peaceful. Um, Mm -hmm. Are important parts of that too. So. I hadn't really considered that before um, as a part of my spiritual history. Hmm. Yeah. I, I what do you think it takes to make like my mind, as you said, my mind so quickly went to like all these difficult moments where right, right, um right. what do you think it takes to switch that mindset to start looking for those? smaller or daily um events that like in the moment you're you may not know that they're like continuing to guide you on this like trajectory or whatever but um yeah I don't know how how can a a student shift their mindset and work me
1: well all of us I think and it's not about um you know let's sugarcoat everything and make everything you know small like you know roses but um i do think that um we have a deficit of um of celebration of goodness and mm. it, it it doesn't sell mm-hmm. you know and because it doesn't sell it's um it's really you know it's not a cultural value you know, and and in some ways, um, you know, the current time in which we live um, requires of us that if we are going to really, in any, in any truly sustainable way, address some of the wrongs of our world, we have to start with the foundation of the rights of our world you know and mm. the, the goodness of it and um and proclaim it and and celebrate it or and when i say it what i really mean is god you know and and say lord my spiritual history is is not littered with your goodness it's paved
0: mm. with your
1: goodness you know it's littered with my sins but it's paved with your goodness and i think that's a You know, that's a better way of understanding the road that we're traveling. Mm. And and understand that the foundation of it is gloriously, gloriously good, gloriously holy. Um, But it's not the particular uh, um, poetic meter that's current. You know the the poetic meter that's current is um, critique. You know, and, mm-hmm. and and call out and shame mm-hmm. and you know and and sometimes is needed, obviously. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think I think that's why we we go to crisis first.
0: That's I. You're right. Like the. Oh Man, this is terrible because I'm going to not be able to do either quote justice, but we're looking for um, quotes on sharing the good news, um, evangelization for kind of our, our student retreat and two stand out to me as we're having this conversation. I will look them up. I will put them in the show notes. Um, one was something along the lines of a Christian has no business, like, dwelling in gloom or something like that, that that is not who we are. Um, That is not who we are meant to be. And then the other was that like something like your spiritual, something like your spiritual journey is personal, but it is not private. And then like everything we're experiencing, our relationship with Jesus and how we grow and how we're changed and transformed. It is very personal, but it is not meant to just stay with us we're supposed to share it and you're totally right the it is called the good news for a reason and so mm-hmm. if we can't figure out a way to frame um frame all of this through that lens of like good news and joy and with joy share it right um we're not really disciples, so and, disciples and what is supposed to share
1: what a disservice to our tradition
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: to the the you know if, if if all we're doing is lamenting the tale of woe, um, and it, there's there's not been any real notable uh, uh, blessed and and good engagement by God, and the only way it comes is is through us you know mercifully falling at His feet. I I, I just I wonder, I wonder what that says about you know the about us. Come on. More so okay. what's it say about God? Yeah. See because then 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 it's interesting. As you look at your own spiritual history, mm. what you're really looking at is salvation history. You're mm. you're looking at the story of God's self-revelation, certainly culminating in the fulfillment of his self-revelation in Jesus. And now, in the time of the the era of the spirit, now being made manifest in all of us. And so, if all we can do is you know tell our tale of woe, then you know we're we're so limiting who God is, rather than you know some description of who we are. Mm-hmm. I could go. I could go on. <laughs> That's so, like a but. I just felt like I.
0: Yeah, I, I I do think. Gosh, what a topic for a future one it's how well, the history of salvation is it's lived out in our personal like history
1: that could be you know a, I mean? that could be a segue of sorts
0: that could be it could be but i you know we're getting we're getting close on time so i i want to ask you um for students or listeners out there who maybe haven't thought about how they would articulate their spiritual journey or history before um what would you recommend as like a way to start to do that, to better understand who we are, who we are in relationship to Jesus, how our life has been transformed, or maybe how we can shift that lens of how we see our journey in life.
1: Yeah. uh, I would just say, cultivate a, uh, a spirit of rejoicing. Mm. And so in what or in whom do you rejoice over the last 24 hours? What, what, where has God, the, the joy of the gospel been made manifest in your life? And, um, and again, sometimes we're so stuck in ourselves that we can't even see the beauty of creation. You know, mm. that, that when all else fails, God has painted this portrait, you know, right outside our door that is just on fire with God's glory. And so start there start there. And even if it's a rainy miserable day, you can still see beauty. Mhm.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Father Mike.
1: Thank you, Queenie. May I?
0: Please. Yeah.
1: Lord Jesus, uh, what a joy it's been uh to reflect today together, uh, me and Emma and our listeners on the way in which uh, our spiritual journey, our spiritual history uh, is nothing more than the ongoing uh, revelation of yourself uh, in the Holy Spirit. We're, we're so honored that you so honor us by allowing us to be reflections of your goodness. And we see that goodness in some of the fun and joy and beauty of our lives. And what's even more miraculous is that uh, we see the same goodness and joy reflected in some of the misery and difficulty and struggles in our lives. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the, the pivotal people uh, of our story, the, the usual suspects of our families and friends, as well as all those unique people that stepped into our lives at some, some moment, um, 10 years ago or 10 minutes ago. Uh, may we never, uh, take them for granted and may we always see them as what they are brothers and sisters in Christ, members with us of the one body of christ uh, that allow us to see your glory and to proclaim your goodness and glory for all time in the name of your son jesus who lives and reigns forever and ever amen
0: amen thanks father mike
1: thank you emma
0: Oh, and thank you guys, our amazing, wonderful listeners, for joining us for another another great episode of Friarside Chats. Please email us anytime with your thoughts or questions you might have or suggestions for future episodes. Um, You can send those to me at erm13 at duke.edu. For more information about the ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, you can visit us at catholic.duke.edu. And then, of course, Friarside Chats is supported by so many generous donors, students, parents, alumni, and friends of Duke, just like you. To learn how you can support Friarside Chats or any other ministry at the Duke Catholic Center, visit us at catholic.duke.edu backslash support.
1: And maybe even even share with us some of your uh, story.
0: Oh, share with us some of your spiritual journey. pivotal Players. That's right. Moving moments. Love it. Amen. Amen. All right, you guys, we'll see you next time on Friarside Chats.